Hello, everyone. It's time to eat, drink, and be merry with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Sausage Day Show. Do, do, do-do-do-do-do-do. Do, 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 do. It's sausage time. Yeah, it's sausage time. Oh, it's sausage sa- sausage time. Very best time of day. It's sausage time. Yeah, it's sausage time. And when sausage time comes, can sausage be far away? Bring on the soup dish. Bring on the cup. Bring on the sausage and fill me up, cause it's sausage, sa-sa-sausage time. Wintertime's nice with the ice and snow. Summertime's nice with a place to go. Bedtime, overtime, halftime too. But they can't hold a candle to my sausage time, oh yeah. Bring on the sausage, bring on the bun. My little tummy loves everyone, cause it's sausage. Sausage, 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 super duper sausage time. Welcome to Big Blend Radio Sausage Day. This is part two of our special Sausage Day broadcast. This episode takes us from San Diego, California to Arizona, southwest Louisiana, then off to England and South Africa. Enjoy. It's Sausage Day. It's It's Sausage sausage day. Day. And we get to go back to Southern California between San Diego and Temecula because we get to chat with five-star chef, Chef Ivan Flowers. You've heard him on our shows over the years. I mean, many years. You can go to blendradioandtv.com to check out his recipes, listen to past interviews. He's always fun, and he always gives us a lot of good information for getting in the kitchen, whether it's choosing our produce, our meats, our proteins, whatever it is in the in the grocery store, to how to prepare them. Uh, he always teaches us good stuff, and he teaches too. He's a culinary instructor in Temecula, so he he hangs out with kids and gets them cooking, which is so exciting. So, welcome back, Chef Ivan. How are you? I'm good. It's good to be with you guys. It's hey. been a while, and it's Sausage Day. You know, everybody wants sausage to celebrate day, yes. sausage. So, yeah, yes. what what are the age? What's the age group that you teach in Temecula? I teach ninth grade to seniors, so wow. 15 to 18. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Wow. And how is it going? Because, I mean, do you, you've been doing this for a while now. Do you get sad when they graduate? And like, I know? miss them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I miss them. I miss them when they graduate. You know, you get very close with a lot of these students. Mm-hmm. It becomes That's- like a bit of a family. And then when, you, uh, when they move on, you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you think about them. You wonder how they're doing and. You know, are they cooking? So yeah, are, but it's very re- rewarding. I remember That's when you cool. first came on the show. When you were not like the, I mean, you were you've been on the show since the beginning. I think right, like fifteen, fourteen, yeah. fifteen years with us. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yes. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. way back to when you had Il Fornos in uh, Sedona, and 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've, yeah, you know, Palm Springs, Saint, I mean, yeah, we've, we've, we've rolled this together pretty well. And, but when you first started teaching, and colorful and fun, and we're going to have fun because we're talking sausage. But I remember yes. uh, you saying when you first started teaching the kids, like, okay, we're going to now cut up a chicken and, you know, and yeah. one wants to pass out. <laughs> so are you, are the new, yes. you know, do yes. the new batches, are you going through that again? Yes, that's one of that's one of the biggest lessons because being able to fabricate your own chicken when they're on sale for eighty nine cents a pound, you buy a seven pound chicken, it costs you six dollars and change versus the parts. Boneless yeah. skinless breast can be ten dollars. You not only learn how to do that, and then you can make stock and you can make soup, and mm, it's a protein yeah. that really can save you a fortune. Um, because you know, the poultry industry wants to sell you the parts. That's where the profit is. And it's mm -hmm. so easy and it's so quick. It's a skill that everyone should master. Mm. And, and it's for true. Sausage, go ahead, Nancy. My, well, I was going to say my grandmother, oh, she never bought parts. She always went for, she used to call it the full Monty. She, right. she, well, she that's, bought, listen. When 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 we we talk sausage, we want the full Monty as well. I exactly. mean, that, yeah. well, I'm glad we're talking about this with you because I know you always talk about using everything and not wasting protein, yeah. right? Or or right. anything really. Don't waste right. it. And right now, I have to tell you, we're recording on a farm in Rougemont, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Nancy and I are taking mm. care of chickens and guinea fowls. I'm harvesting eggplant and chilies and uh, lima mm. beans and all kind. Yeah, like this is the full farm experience and can, so we're working it and tomatoes and um mm -hmm. it's it's interesting roma tomatoes i think of you and i you know i'm mm. I always think of people while i'm picking stuff because of you know recipes and everything we've talked on shows and um it, mm -hmm. it really gets when by picking vegetables and everything and harvesting the eggs and then if a predator gets a chicken like you've talked to the chicken uh, and you're like yeah. damn it you know it you really realize the value like the grocery store i went i went into a grocery store and they were selling organic eggplant for like four or five dollars a piece and i'm like wow and at the same time yeah. going, every time you're picking them those little buggers have thorns and it hurts you know so there's there's a value <laughs> you get from doing the work versus what what happens in those stores and i think sausage mm -hmm. this is where i'm going sausage day it's is important because wasn't sausage at one point part of not throwing away the meat, like the rest of the meat? Isn't it part of that where you're going to use extras and um, just not, you're not going to throw away the protein or is it always, is it good? Are you using high end stuff in the sausage? No, it's, it's a mixture. If once you, if you make your own sausage, that's like a whole other that's, that's a whole a other broadcast because, yeah, yeah. you know, that's a mm -hmm. whole thing, you know, where you're grinding it and mm -hmm. you're, you're doing a spice blend, you're putting it through a sausage machine, yeah. you're putting the casing on to, you know, that's a whole other thing. But when you're looking, you know, first of all, a sausage, a well-made sausage is probably one of the most flavorful things you could eat. I got turned on to it when I was very young. My dad took me to Nathan's in Coney Island. And a frankfurter, oh, wow. which is what they oh. called them back then, which yeah. has a natural casing. Small sausages use sheep casing. Bigger use the hog. And, and they griddle it. And when you bite into that sausage, 
and you get that snap, and then you get that garlic and that paprika and that spice blend. Mm. There's nothing like it, you know, and they tend to be, you know, on the fatty side. So that's why you, you know, they put kraut on it. They put vinegar-based mushroom, vinegar-based mustards, because you want that balance. And then that Mm. sweetness of the roll, um, Mm. there's nothing like it. What you want to look for, and a lot of them are doing it now, is nitrate and nitrite-free. Okay, mm. they're not putting the the, um, the sodium nitrate in it. Also, mm. you want to look at sodium levels. A lot of them are making it much less salty. That's so good. where sausage used mm. to be, you know, this is delicious, but woo, nitrates and sodium, it's not the case. And of course, mm. you've got a variety of beef, pork, beef and pork, um, seafood sausages, um, you know, fresh mozzarella, basil, spices um, that are just remarkable out there. And the trick, the trick, which most people do not do, is you want to poach it in 185 yeah. degree water for eight minutes. Then, or, or poach in beer. Okay. Then you want to go on, in a saute pan, a grill or a griddle. And mm-hmm. you want to get that natural casing caramelized. So when you get that snap, that poach made the sausage kind of come alive. The fats and everything in there kind of, you know, woke up. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you've got that snap, you've got that sear, you're on your way. Okay. So you remind me of my dad in a way because he, he was a butcher. And when he brought sausage home, he was so adamant about how it was cooked because he had to sing about pork and that everything needed to be fully cooked to get rid of stuff that you didn't really want to know was in there kind of thing. Right. And yeah. So he, he would demand that everything was simmered either 20 minutes or boiled for five. And mm-hmm. then you, right. And then, right. Yeah. And then you take it off, then you do your seasoning, and mm-hmm. then you present it, mm-hmm. and then you know it's safe. Then you present the sausage. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yes, I had to you go there. Do. And then, but, <laughs> and I remember him like sausage. Sausage has been around for more than 5,000 years. That's Oh, it. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It is one of the first ways of saving meat. Yeah. In a safe way. To eat. Mm-hmm. I just said, there's a poem. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, to him, it was like when he brought home sausage as opposed to, like he could bring home roast beef, but it was when he brought home sausage that everybody got excited. Yes, he yes. yes. And, yeah. And it's all That's, in the seasoning. Mm-hmm. It's all in the seasoning. Once you get that seasoning blend, and a lot of times when you make your own sausage, they'll put ice cubes in because they don't want the meat to get too hot when they put it through the grinder. So there's all these little tricks, but oh my God, a really well-made artisan sausage Mm. with that snap, that that, uh, flavor profile, and of course, whatever else you want to put on it. I don't think, I mean, it's one of the top things that you can eat where you go, oh my God, this is delicious. This is mm-hmm. interesting what you're talking about, making sure that you poach and you talk about don't break the casing. Like, okay, yeah. so it's this mm-hmm. 
Sorry, there but is... it is the, it's the condom of the sausage. You do not want to break it. Yeah. And, uh-oh. I'm sorry. Oh, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Hello. It's sausage day. Uh, but it's yeah. but it is it's protection. That's what I mean. I'm not being rude. It's well, that's when you put mayonnaise on it. That's when you put the mayonnaise topping. See, that's a mayonnaise. Oh, and then oh, oh. if you really want to get oh. crazy, you have you have sauerkraut. <laughs> see, you know, um, all around yeah. it. But anyway, so the the thing too with this though, with the sausage, um, what's interesting what you talk about, you know, poaching it first. Don't let the casing break. We none of us want that, especially not in this country right now. Um, (laughs) Then um, when it comes, (laughs) sorry, oh God, it has to happen. Has to happen. It's yeah, it just had to happen. Yeah, Um, and we always want a well put sausage too, but. Yeah, because it's in this casing, it's kind of reminds me of how we would boil things in a bag. You know, there's like that that like even tin foil using it as like a a little tent to cook things for the moist. I got it said the word moist. Yeah, um, like and like yeah. a popiate. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that. And yeah. then at the same time, I'm like, okay, we have you know these casings. You've got these little baggies. Um, this is something that we can kind of learn to doing our cooking a little bit more because doesn't that help us not use so much oil and, and things like that for our cooking so we can tenderize and then fry saute that kind of thing or is it sous vide sous vide because I remember is it Bogdan Mancha Nancy Steve Hyatt he was doing mm-hmm. that with his yes. he he showed us how to make blue corn meal pancakes yes. it's a New Mexico pancakes. thing right in in Albuquerque mm-hmm. and then he sous vide the sausage which of course you're not getting giggles and Suve, I don't know how to say it. He had this thing, and he said, "Yeah, yeah." yeah, And he and he said, "You want to keep it moist on the inside, and then you do the (laughs) fry later." Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Which is what poaching does the same thing. It enables you to keep moisture levels correct, so that by the time you finish it on the grill, the griddle, or the sauté pan, it doesn't dry up on you. If you break the casing, it starts to bubble out and you start to lose that liquid yeah you know and just the simple fact of making a sausage the art where when you're feeding it into the tube and it's going into the casing you have to do it perfect you can't have a break you can't have a space and then you have to hand tie everything you know without mm-hmm. breaking the uh you know the hog casing it's, it's quite an art yeah, it's it very is. rarely done anymore. Natural casing is very hard to find. It, it we've we've seen some casing done, and it, it it's not an easy thing, and you do have to watch it. I mean, yeah. it's it's um well, it's it was kinda, It's kind of weird to watch. Everyone you know, will hear like, on this show uh, Jeff Benoit from mm-hmm. uh, B&O Grocery out in Louisiana. He he did boudin, which is French, yeah, but it's French Cajun. Oh, I love boudin. You know. mm, and so he, we watched him make it. We have a video up there on YouTube of him. Just type in BNO Jeff Benoit B E N O I T um, on YouTube and watch him make this. I mean, my mind was blown. He did. He got us to eat hogshead cheese, Ivan. Mm, yeah. Like that's a big deal to oh, get I, us to do that. Oh, I love um, that. I love that. See, and he got it, but he said that the boudin <laughs> and the sausage, awful. he said they need to that, rename it because he also, you know, does deer and all of that because of what they eat over there and hunt and do. But um, he doesn't hunt. He just, he is the, 
casing master, basically. And he said back in the day, like their casings were like old school, mm -hmm. like he, he's, it's not necessarily even legal now. But way back when they were doing like real hog casing versus what you buy now versus sheep casing. Like mm -hmm. he was saying the casing is one of the most important things, basic. And we had this whole conversation oh, yeah. off air, but like casing oh. is yeah. key to the yeah. sausage. You know? Yeah, that it means everything. You know, there are companies and most of them are not in this country anymore because of the patience that mm. it takes where when you're packing casing, you know, it, sh it comes out like string and then you're packing it in salt. You have people standing eight and nine hours every, you know, every foot they're pulling, mm. they're laying it down, they're pulling, they're laying it down. When you buy sheep and hog casing, you really have to know what you're doing. And the amount of work that goes into that, mm. now they just use collagen or they just um, form it by um, pressure mold. And wow. so there's no snap. There's no, there's nothing going on. It's that snap. I'll never forget Nathan's with my dad and the way mm. that Frankfurter snapped with that yeah. sauerkraut and that beautiful mustard Ooh. with an ice cold Coca-Cola mm. and seasoned waffle fries. Mm. I dream about this. <laughs> you know, uh, there is a, well, listen, and the, listen, the sauerkraut <laughs> is a big deal. And I know a lot of people making sauerkraut right now. It's that season where in because October, it's the perfect, you know, it's the perfect side dish. God, sour, because, good yes. sauerkraut. Because no, sauerkraut, you know, you have to be careful with sauerkraut when you serve it, how you serve it and what you put right. with it. If you but think, Ivan, yes. isn't it good fiber for us to have sauerkraut? Isn't it? A it's good not thing? only good fiber; it's it's, it's fermented, so it's full of um, um, probiotics. probiotics. It's, yeah, it's a very it's, healthy. It's, but it's, yeah, what is it? Prebiotics. Mm -hmm. But but you got to be careful because yeah. some of it is really salty. Yeah, and then if you've got a very salty mm -hmm. sausage. You're looking at 15, 16, 2,000 milligrams of sodium. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's the thing you were talking about. Watch the label so the people are learning. Because, you know, Nancy loves her bacon. And mm -hmm. once in a blue moon, I'll yeah. go, okay, I'm going to get bacon for Nancy. And then I see that, what you're talking about, the no nitrates and and, I'll, and whatever I can right. do, like it, applewood normally, mm -hmm. or there's like ones that right. are really healthy. And I'll bring I'll bring home the bacon <laughs> for Nancy, and she gets very excited. And then I like excited. Her sausage day is good too. Sausage <laughs> day, everybody loves sausage day. But there are some really cool ones. Um, you know, there's the the sausage. They have cheese. I like the ones with cheese in there. But I want the yeah, spice like yes. uh, andouille. Mm -hmm. We didn't even talk about andouille yes. yet. Andouille, do yeah. andouille. Oh, Ooh, um, we we want the andouille and oh. So andouille is a big deal. We haven't talked about that that much, but Chef Ivan, do you like andouille? I mean, what is it? Is it the spice in it that makes it andouille? Yeah. You know, it's, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, yeah. And all the spices are different. Yeah. You know, and it's always in a natural casing. Some, sometimes it's smoked, too. You have mm -hmm. regular andouille, you have smoked andouille. Yeah. Andouille's been yeah. around for a long time. 
Everybody yeah. likes a nice smoked sausage. But I mean, it, it, my, I have to go back to my dad. He taught me about the world of sausage in more than one oh, way. Oh, this does and, not sound right. <laughs> no, it's like, beware of this. And he talked about when you, when you dry it up by cooking it too hot, too fast. And, yeah. and about shrivel. the moisture content and about, and most importantly was seasoning. And he changed the seasoning um, in the butchery. He changed the yeah. seasoning according to the month. Like, he, you know, and the season. So winter sausage would taste different than summer sausage. Well, and then fall right. sausage, you got sage mm. and, and all of that in there, right? That's mm -hmm. more of that kind of flavor. Mm. And, and, and when you bite into when you when you bite into a sausage, it should spit juice. Yeah. I mean, it should pop and yeah. be juicy. I mean, they you know they make blood sausage, which mm. turns a lot of people off. It's absolutely yeah. delicious, mm. you know. And it's again, it comes down name. to seasoning casing. Yeah, I know. That they should change <laughs> the name. But Seriously. blood sausage, but that that isn't that a European or is that English, Scottish? The blood sausage, it's like it's very European. Yeah, it's yeah. very Eastern European. Yeah, 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 and, and blood he's... soup, and you know, wow. all of it. You can make sausage. You can make kung pao shrimp or kung pao lobster langostino sausage. Yeah, which is like you know with tarragon and a little bit of spice and you know uh, Asian herbs. That it's like oh god, and then. You do maybe, uh, you know, a sesame soy mustard and a little bit of kimchi. You're on your way. Oh, I didn't I didn't it's, even think about Asian food having sausage. Oh, you know, no. oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Huh. My dad actually made bread sausage as a dessert, which was weird. Well, yeah, well, that's he, a whole other. And, well, it, it was kind of like my grandmother's fruitcake kind of thing, but it was in a casing and that added the little spicy, salty to something that was sweet inside. It was, it was yeah. like this, dude, do you use a sausage, dude? But I just want to say this. I looked this up. The world's largest Cumberland sausage ring weighed 300 pounds. Now, oh. <laughs> Ivan, <laughs> how, how big do you think a 300 pounds? You're, you're breaking up. Pound? Oh, hello. Yeah, yeah. hello? Oh, oh, he's we're breaking up. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I read the world's largest Cumberland sausage ring weighed nearly 300 pounds. How well, big is that? I mean, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I know. So, it's a big sausage. Well, it was more than five feet in diameter. And I'm like, in diameter, not You're like, breaking up. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, can you hear me? Hard to can hear you. Hear you? Yeah. I okay. Can, can you hear me? Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear yes, you right hear now. Me. I'm going to yell down the sausage tunnel. Um, yeah, so five feet in di diameter, that's pretty crazy. That's a for... huge, that's a pretty big sausage. Yeah. 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 So, Chef hey. Ivan, um, I've got to ask in closing, we've got to play the game, the sausage game, but yes. what yes. for you... Sitting down, I know Tracy's a vegetarian, yes. so I know she's going to have yes, to have is. a veg, veg, veggie sausage. But <laughs> what, what you have dessert what, sausage? Yeah. Well, there's vegan and vegetarian sausage thingies out there. 
But for you, sure. if you're going to yeah. have a sausage, you're, is it the, is, or are we going back to Nathan's? Is that your ultimate sausage meal? Say that what, again. What, what is your ultimate sausage meal? Is it the Nathan's or would you make something different being in San Diego? Oh, oh, I, to be honest with you, um, I've tried a lot of sausages and people never think of as, as hot dogs or Frank's as sausages and they are. I would go with Nathan's. He did the recipe in 19, 1912, 1914. Wow. Nathan Feldman mm. never changed it. And it is, without a doubt, one of the most flavorful sausages I've ever experienced. That's it. And what kind wow. of beer are you going to have with it? Because I know, right? You're going to have beer with it? Mm. I like light beer. So I, I live in San Diego. It's, it's a world of heavy craft IPAs at 600 calories a glass. Good luck. Oh, yeah. I have a really nice ice cold Coors Light. Yeah, okay. there you go. There you go. I was going to go. Well, actually, a root beer soda or a yeah. nice root beer or actually a cream Ooh. soda. Ooh, That's an cream idea. Soda. I would Ooh, do I'm, root beer. I would go for the cream soda. I love I would good do the root soda. beer. I'm going to try that. That there's sounds a, there's, actually pretty good. The, the knack of a cream soda where in South Africa, we used to have cream sodas and they were green. Yeah, this country is different. And I don't understand all of that. But it's, it's to, that it's not calorie. overly sweet. You know, there's a, no. there's a, the right cream soda has a little kick of spice to it. There's like a, almost yes. like sassafras. Like, I, I can't explain it. It just has that little ding, you know, is it vanilla? There's also the New, there's also the New York uh, coffee soda that mm -hmm. comes in the heavy glass, seven ounce bottles that tastes like a sweet espresso. Oh, fa yeah. fabulous. Are you kidding me? I've never oh. had that. Hmm. Wow. We did go to New York, by the way, Ivan. We went in upstate New York, just so you know. We did do a little bit of oh. New York. Not New York City. We did not get there. But we did upstate yeah. New York. And it is absolutely beautiful. And yeah. uh, Where did you say, go upstate? What part? We drove from Baltic, Connecticut to Michigan. So we went ah. like we went through Seneca Falls, Rochester. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah, oh, Seneca wow. is beautiful. Is beautiful. And it was incredible and some beautiful. Not at all what, not what we thought it would be. No, 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 no. no. It was beautiful. No. Really, awesome. really beautiful. No, it's not New York City. No, very no. different. No, and Connecticut's beautiful too. I will say that's the close. That's the furthest northeast we've been, except for we yeah. almost did end up in Boston, and we did go through Massachusetts by accident. But you know, <laughs> I, I, all I know is we have a lot of toll road fines to pay, or whatever. Bills or whatever. We <laughs> just every other good week, for you. <laughs> we're getting like pay this. All right, all right. So going back to Sausage Day, it's the Sausage Day game. Do you choose a book, music, or a movie? To play the game. I would choose a book. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So the I book love thing. I, I, Go ahead. Yes. I'm just gonna say I you love better Anne Rice. Oh uh -huh. wait, okay, wait, cool. oh, wait, hold on. So everybody knows when you play the game, you gotta take one word from the title of the book and yes. swap it mm -hmm. over to the word, the fabulous word of sausage. So Anne Rice has I a sausage. would do interview with the sausage. <laughs> I like I that. It. I would interview I the it. sausage. 
he would interview the sausage. I want to see so, that. I would have I a long talk. It. A long yes. talk. And ask and, them about their snap. Are you a snappy sausage? Oh, that where'd you get your casein? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome I mean, bike. where did you come from? And yeah. how are you uh, How are you crafted? Yeah. Who made you? Where right. were you made? Exactly. You know, what truck did they put you in on the yeah. ride to the grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> You're snapping, so you're trying to tell me something. What are you trying to tell me? Yeah, what, what key <laughs> is your snapping? No, sorry. When the sausage is moving, <laughs> when you look at the meat counter and they're moving in the package, I walk. Don't, don't, yeah. don't. There's something weird. Well, Chef Ivan, always a pleasure having you on the show. We always go over on time, yes. right? We've already thank done you. really good on that. But thank you. Say hi to also, Tracy for us. Yes. I, I will. I'll just tell you real quickly. If you are a vampire, you yes. have a blood sausage. So you don't have mm-hmm. to start going around in the middle of the night and biting people in the neck. Just oh, suck on a sausage. that takes all the fun out of it. All vampires <laughs> must suck on a sausage. That's it. Yes. Don't put that's garlic in the blood sausage then, because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Have... Very good. Yeah. No, no I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No that's garlic. why they're like, oh, no, you ruined No it. garlic for you. All right. Everyone, Chef Ivan's <laughs> recipes and tips. I, he's got sausage tips. Oh, oh, oh. I had to. <laughs> on blendradioandtv.com you can listen to his past interviews and of course we always like to be silly on these shows because you know what sausage day is silly because sausage is squirrely in the hands it may flip right out of your hands so that's why people try to put links in it all right thanks so much chef ivan oh my pleasure have a good day guys you guys take care It's Sausage Day. We're going to San Diego. It's Sausage sausage Day. day. (laughs) We're going to Julian up in San Diego's mountains in beautiful Southern California. And I'm telling you, the month of October is one of the most popular times to visit. If you want fall colors, uh, you yes, you can experience that in Southern California. And Julian is the place. It's known for its apples and pears and peaches. And uh, it's a beautiful historic mining town, also known for its wine. And one of the most popular destinations is Jeremy's on the Hill, California style bistro. And I encourage you to go to their website, jeremysonthehill.com. But even more, go to the restaurant itself. You're talking really farm to table fare, um, really locally sourced ingredients and amazing food produced by Chef Jeremy Manley and his team. Uh, Chef Jeremy is Cordon Bleu trained and um, all that good stuff. And we know his food is good. And he's joining us today to talk sausage. So welcome back to the show, <laughs> Chef Jeremy. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, we're doing we're good. good. What's in your sausage? We have to ask. Yes, what's in your sausage? <laughs> I, I'm grinning from ear to ear right now because there's so many metaphors and similes going through my head of, yeah. of, of, of where this radio show is going to go today. Yes, <laughs> uh, similes. I love that. I love that. But San Diego sausage, you know, I think of San Diego as it's still a big beer town. I mean, the county itself, San Diego, right? Julian is the head of the Hop Highway. Like you have Highway 78 and starting up at the top, you have Nickel Beer Company, uh, which pretty much flows down through uh, Miramar and Escondido area where there's Stone, Alesmith. Uh, th- th- there's, there's so many incredible breweries and I can't think of 
a more appropriate food or topic to pair with beer, whether it's 10 in the morning or 2 a.m. in the morning than sausage. That's right. Everybody loves sausage. Now, would you say um, because of the beer scene, when you think about, so- and it's Oktoberfest time and all of that, even actually Oktoberfest really started in September, just saying. But um, when you think about sausage and beer, is it always going to be the bratwurst, that kind of thing? Or when you're in San Diego, are you thinking more chorizo? What What are we thinking for San Diego so- style sausage? <laughs> There's so, you know, there's so many creative options. I feel like we live in a time where the ingredients of all over the food are so readily available. I feel like uh, San Diego being so close to the border of Mexico is, it it could be chorizo, it could be uh, a lighter uh, ground pork sausage without as many like heavily spiced flavors that could be marinated in in, like a lager, like a a salt and lime lager. And the man it, it's just i feel like sausage is one of those multicultural ingredients that it, it the foundation of it is so broad that you could do anything with it you could pair it with uh you, you could stuff it with uh uh dried bean cherries uh dried sage Thanks. and take it in one direction you could uh use ingredients that are south of the border and take it in a whole nother direction uh, there's, it's one of those vehicles like chicken where you could pair it, season it, cook it, grill it, fry it, boil it. Stuff um, it. Yeah. <laughs> the, so the you could do. Sky's the limit. You could do anything with your sausage. That's right. Yeah. You can this spice your sausage any way you want. Now, okay, when you think south of the border for you, right? Is I mean, is when we think sausage, is it always pork? Is that always like the main ingredient? Or, I mean, aren't there like beef, all beef beef. sausage? Because, you know, when I think about uh, those of Jewish faith, um, they don't want to have the pork, but they may want a sausage, you know. Uh, Pork, beef, and poultry are the three that I'm most familiar with. Um, Oh. Yeah, yeah, there's turkey sausage. Come yeah, on. turkey sausage. Yeah, so so turkey or ah. chicken sausage because any meat you could run through a grinder, which is essentially what sausage is. Sausage is it's usually like from from a more tough cut of meat that you would need to say braise down for long hours and periods of time in order for it to become tender. But by putting it uh, through a meat grinder, you're 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 breaking up and cutting down all those chunks of meat that are super um, tough. So if you were to look at it like uh, most so ground beef and sausage are both really like tougher cuts of the meat. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to be able to eat them as quick as we do in a hamburger or a sausage patty, they got to be ground up and broken down. So that way the muscle fibers don't get tense and uh, become mm-hmm. overly chewy. So like if okay. you get a sausage that's overcooked, it's more chewy but it, it's ground so fine that while you're chewing it, you don't notice it as much versus if you were to take like, like a, a, a pork butt, which is a, which is a pig's shoulder <laughs> and uh, cook it for uh, a long period of time, but it didn't break down enough. It, it would just be really chewy and tough. Uh, so no. I think yeah. the, the sausage grinding attachment that you could, you can get them for uh, kitchen aids or, or Hobart mixers. By, by breaking down the meat and cutting it and running it through that grinder two or three times, it ensures that your meat's going to be well done because I think uh, we live in a culture where uh, pork is still 
we, we get people in the restaurant more often than not who lean towards a well-done uh, cut of meat, mostly because uh, I think it's the demographic that, that we work with. Anyways, I'm going on a tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so by breaking down the, the cuts of meat in the sausage grinder, you're actually ensuring that if you were to overcook the sausage, it would still be soft and tender because it's like chewing okay. up food and like everything's yeah. broken down so finely. Yeah, so you can also cook it quicker mm. and and know that it's cooked. I know people get nervous about pork, um, but but like you're saying, you can do turkey, you can do all these things. One thing for fall, you mentioned sage, and I remember we were at bed and breakfast, and she did, um, she made a dish with quiche, and then she had sausage on the side, and I think she was getting it locally or st- or stuffing it herself, but she was all about sage, and she even put like a little bit of apple or something with it, and because it mm-hmm. was fall. And I was thinking that that's got to be something even when we go heading into Thanksgiving that, you know, people could stuff their turkey with sausage, right? Or you don't want to, do you put the stuffing in the turkey? I don't know what to do anymore about turkey, who's stuffing what. But I mean, don't we use sausage in stuffing? You know, I think you, you absolutely could. One of the things that's so great about cooking and nowadays, it's like everybody's asking questions and it's like, I feel like with food, there's always a continual renaissance happening to where new creative and genius ideas are born from just simple trial and error. Mm. Um, You know, there's some recipes where it's like if you're taking a a turkey for Thanksgiving and uh, they'll say like rub butter underneath the skin of the bird. There's no reason Uh you couldn't put sausage underneath the skin of the bird. I mean, they have those, what what were they called? Uh, Turduckins. It was like a turkey, Mm -hmm. a duck and a chicken all wrapped in one. So um, I think with, 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 with food, the only real like solid recipes that are hard to like manipulate or, or get creatively different is, is baking when mm-hmm. you have to have mm-hmm. specific measurements and portions. But when it comes yeah. to entrees and appetizers and, and, and different creative ideas that we come up with, there, there's really no rules. There's mm. guides like like you were talking about uh, sausage with apple, sage. I mean, those are all pork, apple, sage are just like love and marriage together. I mean, that's, um, there's, there's so many great books out there that anybody could pick up for themselves. uh, That there's there's this one called culinary artistry. And what it is, is it'll give you like pork. It'll give you the word pork and it'll give you like 40 different pairings for items that you could put with pork. And, and, and that's, that's a great book and a great tool for people who want to try try something new, uh, try something creative, uh, people who cook the same thing over and over again, who want to try something just a little different, but, you know, stay in that same like caliber and quality of food. It's a great book to, to add to your library and just to absorb the knowledge from. Um, That's cool. So, That's a good, you know, good recommendation. Yeah. So could you, could you make a dessert sausage? Yeah, absolutely. There, there's, there's, I mean, if I, if I was going to try a dessert sausage, what would I do? I would, I'd probably try, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't use meat, but I would try to do something reminiscent with like chocolate, dried berries. Oh, I, was, I was thinking berries had to be ah, part of it. We yeah. kind of put the berries in yeah. the sausage. Yeah. And you could use like a, yeah. <laughs> you could like a cannoli. Like, yeah, yeah, blackberries yeah. would be good and like a cannoli kind of thing, right? We we want to do that. That's So it's like stuff the cannoli, stuff the sausage. Now, 
for you, cool. like when you think about Julian and you guys are in Apple country and, and, you know, I know fall is a busy time and, and everyone, Jeremy's open daily, go to Jeremy's on the Really it's worth your time. And um, it, it is delicious. It is a delicious experience. They've got all kinds of specials on their site too. So watch for that and on their Facebook. Um, but for you, when you think about Julian and if you were just going to do a special sausage day, what would you do? What would you serve? And because now you guys also sell cocktails, right? You, you, you've got cocktails. Things have like Correct. changed up. Yeah. Party time. Um, <laughs> no, <Yeah>. we, <laughs> let's go run and have it. <laughs> Tell us, what would, what would you be like? What would you serve for sausage day? You know, we would, I would more than likely, I would do something with ground pork and then um, knowing how I like to operate is I, I try to use, uh, I use ingredients that I have in-house with what new ingredients I bring in. I would take ground pork. I would take the, uh, our, our sauteed apples and cobbler filling that we do. And then I would mix that together and I'd probably hit it with a little bit of sage. And then I would find a way to do like a, I'd probably grill it in a pan, uh, hit it with butter, make it like turn it into like a brown butter sage sauce. Uh, mm. and serve it with butternut squash and wild rice. Um, Ooh. Ooh. I think to me that just screams fall, but it also screams like a complete balanced meal. It's like you got a little bit of fruit in there. You got protein. You got the complex carbohydrates. Mm, um, I like that. And yeah. You got, and and it, yeah. Just, it, it hits the umami flavor. Like you have you sweet, said umami. savory, a little umami. salty. Not Joe Mama. Mama. But you got a oh, mama? Bit, uh, yeah. Mama. Mama. Yes. Hello. You got something a little <laughs> mild. <laughs> Mama's got sausage. I didn't call this sausage gone wild. I know. Oh well. All right. Well now what would you what would you Lisa's mom likes sausage? Yes. What would you Uh oh. Oh mommy. Um what 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 would you serve uh -oh. to drink with that? Because you could do wine or beer with that, couldn't you? Yeah, I would probably stick with a beer. I do like a wheat mm. beer, um, nice, yeah. a wheat beer or a blonde beer. And I'd probably even another fun option might be is like Calvados, which is like an apple liqueur. Um, mm. Even the Aperol spritzer would be good with that. Uh Man, Ooh. people yeah, are really digging default. the Aperol lately. That seems to be like the new thing on everywhere is Aperol. I, I see that everywhere. It was trending on Twitter the you other day, I, too. When I, was a, when I was a kid, when I was 20, it was Jägermeister. So Aperol is much better. <laughs> I can't even I can't even smell Jägermeister anymore. I'm not allowed. <laughs> that and Goldschlagers <laughs> off and Sambuca, those three things are off the list. No longer oh, ever. <laughs> no. They're a big no-no, big no-no. Okay, so Chef Jeremy, are you ready to play the sausage game for sausage day? We want to know. I am ready to play the sausage game. Okay. I am ready. First, you have to sing Sausage Day. Gotta sing Sausage, <laughs> sausage Day. day. Sausage, sausage Day with day. Umami. It's umami celebrates Sausage Umami, day. my sausage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, would you like the book? Would you like the movie or the music? Uh, let's go book. Okay. So, you get to take a book title and replace one of the words with sausage. So give us a book title with, with the word sausage. 
So I'm reading a book right now called Coddling the American Mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I guess, I guess the, the, the latest and newest edition is going to be Coddling the American <laughs> Sausage. So good. I love that. I love that. That's the best. Chef Jeremy, always a That's pleasure awesome. to have you on the show. Come back anytime. Everyone, Jeremy's on the hill.com is the website. Go visit them. And up in Julian, it's a beautiful fall excursion. And you will not be disappointed in the community or at Jeremy's. And he's also got great recipes on his website, too. So thank you so much for joining us for Sausage, Sausage Day. Day. Sausage Day. It's Sausage Day, and it's we're going back to San Diego day. because it's Sausage Day, and San Diego has many breweries, which means you cannot have beer without sausage. And Ward Heinrichs, uh, best employment attorney, San Diego.com is the website. I'm just going to say he's the employment attorney of San Diego, mm-hmm. is back on with us. And we had to ask him in San Diego, because I know you represent a lot of restaurants, Ward. If you're going for sausage, where are you going? And beer. I'll let you on that one, too. All right. Kaiserhof. Okay. It's a great restaurant in Ocean Beach. It has German fare from beginning to end. Mm. Uh, That's where I'd go. Yeah. Now, do you like like a bratwurst or is it like, do do you care what kind? Well, yeah, I'm not super picky on the kind because I think they're all pretty good. But I I do love brats. Brats are one of my. Yeah. And then what kind of beer do you like on, on the side with that? Oh, all right. Yeah, I like a Belgian beer. <laughs> so you're going to go have okay. a German brat with a Belgian beer. Well, yeah. that's okay. That's He's yeah. international. That's, that's it. Good. Well, you're European. That's cool. Yeah, well, they say good. that the Belgians taught the Germans how to make beer. So the, the, I've heard that. It's related, Ooh. I guess. Yeah. Uh, my fa- my favorite is Chimay. Have you, have you ever had Chimay? I don't think so. Oh, you've you got to have some. It's, oh. it's expensive. But uh, it's it's not one of these um, Indian pale ales that are really bitter. It's a more malty, oh. sweeter flavor. It's not oh. sweet. It's beer, but it's to me. It's just, Is it creamy? Like they get creamy some of those. Well, the 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 froth that comes off of it because it has this yeast that's supposed to be you know that these Belgian monks have uh, created over time, have developed over time. And so that's what the, the yeast do. cause it to foam up more than any beer you've ever seen. <laughs> and the, and the foam is delicious. You want to, you want to drink that or so, slurp that in as much as the beer. Cause normally when you're pouring, you're like, don't have the big head of the, you know, on the, oh, beer. this is no problem with the big head, the foam. Don't waste it. It's good. See, so, the well, monks are known for turning water into beer. That's so. it. Well, listen, speaking about monks turning water into beer, there's water into wine. We read about a lady that got yeah, pulled well, over. I was thinking about some joke about that, but I'm not going to tell it. No, no, I'm going to tell it. I've got to talk about this. There was a lady Uh-oh. got pulled over since you're an attorney. She got pulled over by a cop. He says, ma'am, what's in your cup? She goes, well, that's water. He goes, ma'am, that's wine. That's white wine. She goes, Jesus did it again. <laughs> Someone just told me that joke, just like last it's week. It's a Facebook thing. I that's just a, saw it. I had to bring it up. You're an attorney. So like like it. It. Wouldn't you? I mean, would you represent her in court and said, Jesus did it? I mean, what are you going to yeah, do? Why not? That? Yeah, why not? Yeah, put your hand defense. on the Bible. Do it. There you go. Let's do it. I mean, I don't do much criminal law anymore, but I'd 
I'd do it for that case. What the heck? Yeah, why not? Why not? All right. So now it's time to play the sausage game. Oh, okay. By the way, do you put sauerkraut on your broth? Yes, I do ah. like sauerkraut. Sauerkraut okay. is awesome. It's okay, awesome. Yep. so sauerkraut goes on there. All Rock right. Bratwurst and sauerkraut. Now, yep. do you want book, music, or movie? Book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're going to take a book title and yep. you're going to trade out one of the words for our favorite word, which today is sausage. Farewell to sausage. <laughs> Seriously, you know well, farewell to it, arms. I'm, okay, I'm, re-reading, for, I'm actually uh, rereading Hemingway's farewell to arms right now. Okay, so farewell to sausage. Okay. Well, can I give I'm him not mine? Even go there. I'm no, not going can I, there. Can I give him one of mine? Uh oh, go, Nancy. Okay, I'm going to take movie, and I've I discovered that Clint Eastwood movies have a whole lot of sausage opportunities like dirty sausage, fistful <laughs> sausage, <laughs> paint your sausage. <laughs> oh boy. I well, love it. Gonna, I'm taking Nancy's book been I've, burning the midnight oil, I can so tell. I'm gonna go I've with the book then I'm gonna go with gone with the sausage for, instead yes. of gone with the wind, gone with, gone the, sausage. with the sausage. Gone with the sausage. That's another That's good one. I like farewell, it. farewell to sausage, gone with the sausage and yep. paint your sausage. Thank Seedless, you so much, Ward. Always fun sausage. having you on the show. That's awesome. Too much fun. Thanks a lot. Bye. Sausage day. It's sausage day. And we're going to Arizona for chorizo and wine. We are going to see Peggy Fiendaka, our friend who runs and owns LDV Winery in Scottsdale. Well, Scottsdale is their tasting room. And then in the Chiricahua Mountains is where the vineyard and winery is. And um, right now is harvest time. They're at the end of their harvest period. And Peggy is on our show every first Wednesday on Big Blend Radio. So go to ldvwinery.com and check us out at bigblendradio.com. But, you know, Peggy knows all about food and wine pairings, and she's in Arizona. So we figured she's got to represent the chorizo, and she's got to represent wine pairings because all of our sausage show has been about beer and wine, uh, beer, excuse me, beer and sausage. But I think we can have wine and sausage, right, Peggy? Welcome back. How are you? Absolutely. A hearty sausage hello from Arizona. A hearty <laughs> sausage hello. <laughs> that's the first sausage hello we've had. That, like that's it. a good sausage hello. I like that, a hearty sausage hello. <laughs> so, so what, Teresa, is that, would you say that is the sausage of Arizona? Or is that just me? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to have chorizo and eggs um, mm. for Sunday yeah. breakfast. Yum. You know, mm. it's just the perfect. And if you um, you want to pair it a wine, you better pair it with a fresh Spanish wine from the Riojo, Rioja, mm. <laughs> I can't speak today, region mm. of Spain, um, because wow. it ha- can stand up to that spiciness of the chorizo. Mm. Um, or or you can try a Malbec or a Pinotage or, you know, order some LDV Syrah. And that would oh, go great go. with your chorizo dish. That would be awesome. Wow. So mm. we're talking red wine instead of white? 
Yeah, I would yeah. put red wine with chorizo because of that spice. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, oh. you need something to stand up to that spiciness of the chorizo. At least I have my um, chorizo spicy. I'll do anything for your Syrah. Like, seriously, your yeah. Syrah, like, had me, like, <laughs> literally on the floor mm-hmm. happy. Not, like, drunk on the floor, but, like, oh, seriously, tell the I truth. need to sit down. Shake the devil. No, I'll never forget our first <laughs> tasting of your wine. And, you know, uh, we were in Asheville, North Carolina, which is so funny where this whole uh, sausage day started. It, you know, our friends out there, but we were pet sitting and, you know, your wine came to Ash. Uh, actually, we brought it from another place. But anyway, you know, as we travel full time, it's hard to get things. And we got your wine. Yeah. And we had dinner and the ladies made mm-hmm. a chicken. We had all these different oh, so good. different wines. And um, then, but then Nancy and I got into your Syrah later and I'm all like, everybody's just, just, I like Chill. meeting everybody, but leave me with the wine because this is some really good wine. And I just want to sit with the dogs and I just want to <laughs> sip and, and, and chill. So there is something in that Syrah. Um, I never even thought about Arizona doing Syrah. Like, you know what I mean? I just mm, didn't. That's mm-hmm. true, too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. that um, that would come out of that land. And it's, it's the best, man. It's it doing well. And, you know, we're at 5,000 foot elevation. So I think that mm. um, that change in, in altitude and weather at that altitude, it just is creating incredible Syrah. You know, if mm. you wanted to go with a white wine or a sparkling wine, you can pair that with andouille sausage. I know I Ooh, love New Orleans. Louisiana. Yeah, mm. Louisiana. And, and because of the spices in the andouille, mm-hmm. uh, our traditional andouille uh, goes beautifully with a, a sparkling wine, uh, a dry sparkling wine, not not a sweet, but a, a dry. Mm. And so, uh, if mm. you want a sparkling, if you love your corn dog, if you're going to the state fair and uh, you want and you want something other than a beer or a soda uh try a brute sparkling wine with your corn dogs oh see now now i want to experiment with a dessert sausage to go with the dessert wine okay but but <laughs> i I've, i agree with you on that but diva linda kassam who introduced us right she was talking about right. wine and pairing it with corn dogs on her boat. Like, you know, it's just a different thing when she's out floating on her boat in the Pacific Northwest and wine tasting. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's doing corn dogs. And I was like, what do you mean you're doing corn dogs? You're the diva. And she's like, trust me, wine and corn dogs, it's a whole other thing. And now you're bringing Absolutely. that up. I'm, this is interesting because, yep. you know, state fairs are happening across the country. So it's a good time to try that. But I wanted to ask you this because it's fall and we're going to Thanksgiving and Christmas and we're all getting into those, you know, stuffing, stuffings with sausage because you can stuff things apparently Uh, stuff your turkey. I don't know. Some people put your stuffing on the side, but some people like to shove it in there. Who knows? But what about the sausage that has apple and sage? What wine would you do if there's apple and sage in the sausage? Well, I do, you know, I do an uh, Italian sausage stuffing with my, mm-hmm. of course, I'm Italian. Of course, you have to do that. It's you, not last a sweet. Daca, you can't mess with right, that. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, though my Italian sausage stuffing doesn't have the sweetness of the apples, it does have 
sweet sausage, uh, usually sweet Italian sausage with fennel. And um, Mm. a lot of times that's on the Thanksgiving table. And I, of course, I would go with something a little bit spicier to go with that tartness that you might get from um, the, the sweet Italian sausage. So if you're not doing a Tuscan Chianti, I'd, I'd probably go with a Grenache. And LDB mm. has a beautiful Grenache that goes perfect with Thanksgiving. Or you mm. can try a Pinot Noir from the Oregon Willamette Valley would go beautiful. And the thing about Thanksgiving stuffing, as well as all the other things with it, you need to have a wine that's going to stand up to the incredible stuffing with sausage, Mm -hmm. as well as the rest of the Thanksgiving dinner. And that's a really, really good point. Because I mean, other than maybe Christmas, you just don't have that many different foods Flavors. on the table yeah so that i mean what what you can't just like what wine's gonna go with everything right you know because that's right. what you're now looking for is something that will complement or at least not kill mm-hmm. the flavors of everything that you put on your plate because it's crazy what goes on the plates you know normally exactly yeah, it is crazy what you put on the plates. If you were in a restaurant, they'd be like, no, you don't want to really put that with that. But at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you just put everything on there. <laughs> yeah. You know, or you can do a sparkling. Um, and mm-hmm. I would do maybe something that has a, a little, not totally dry, but a, maybe a little sweetness to it. Um, a sparkling wine would stand up to Thanksgiving and the variety mm-hmm. of things on the table. All I'm saying is if you're getting together with family, you need wine. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do need wine. Absolutely. You do. A lot exactly. of it. Exactly. And, you know, that's the thing. And it, it is important to have that libation there. Um, I, I do want right. to bring this up too. Nancy mentioned, um, you know, dessert sausage, because she mm-hmm. seems to want to make her own dessert sausage. She's mentioned this on number, like the number <laughs> of recordings we've done for sausage day. So if you were going to do a dessert sausage, what would you stuff in a dessert sausage? I have never heard of a dessert sausage. I know. That's why well, I wanted right, to Leave it. it to Nancy. You know? Okay. Well, well, I would, if I was going to make a dessert sausage, I would do a uh, more of a savory kind mm-hmm. of dessert sausage and maybe with some cheese in the sausage you know because mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll have a cheese mm-hmm. course for dessert mm-hmm. yep so i would try some winter spice on my um um pork sausage so you know maybe it's, some yeah. you know i'm i'm trying i'm thinking oh like, you're going uh, like a whole my, other cool route i well, like my, this like my grandmother used to, mm. yeah, my grandmother used to slice sausage at Christmas and put it in a frying pan. Nobody wants to and, hear about slicing the sausage, Nancy. I'm just saying okay. a lot of well, people anyway, are crossing their legs she right would, now. She would <laughs> fry it on one side, and when she flipped it, then she would put a little really thin that she did with the how you peel a carrot, the paring knife thing. Uh-huh. She would she would put a slice of apple on there and then she would put a walnut 
Oh, and, interesting. Yeah, and it was it was actually really good. So she would mm -hmm. fry the sausage on one side, flip it, so it's going to be done. Then you put the apple and the walnut on it, and then sometimes cheese and sometimes not, depending on who's going to eat it and what mm. they want or not. Well, but it was actually like a little hors d'oeuvre. Mm. You could do good. stuff with that. You could. I would crush the walnut up a little bit. And right, she just you know put I mean? half. She just put half a walnut on. I wonder if you could breadcrumb it, like. I don't know, but mm -hmm. oh, now I'm like it a, was yeah, it was actually I love really, walnuts, really good, and um, the apple oh. brought sort of a sweetness to it, and the apple, sure. the walnut brought the acidity, and I don't know, it just it, mm. it was pretty cool actually. It's I like it this. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. sounds good. I would I would try with that. I would try mm. a a port. Yeah, not make it too sweet, but um, like we do a port style uh, petite Syrah that's only 4% residual sugar, which would be, I think, a beautiful pairing with something like that. Um, that sounds good. Yeah. Ooh, I like uh, this. Cool. I like this. I like this. We're, we're getting into whole other territories, you know? So, right. I mean... Right. You know, because I think, you know, we always think about sausage and beer, sausage and beer, you know, meat and potatoes kind of thing. And, you know, I'm so glad you bring <laughs> the wine element in because we can have wine and sausage, too. We can have bubbles. We can have Syrahs. We can have whatever we want. Absolutely. And I love that about our shows with you. You know, you bring out, like, try and do what you want. Like, whatever you right. taste is if whatever you feel is about you it's like interpreting art and i really appreciate that because i think it's important as we discover new wines and you know go out there and have a good time with it if you may not like something it's okay and if you like something that's great you know and if other people don't like it well pooey on them that's their well, problem you know everybody has their own taste exactly you know and scenario. so we can celebrate that and then and some people are adventurous some are not Fancy you know, adventurous, and your <laughs> well, taste, your taste buds, or your taste um, changes over time. You know, well, so it it, it evolves. It it, it certainly does, does, especially in different countries. We lived in so many different countries that if you didn't evolve, you couldn't eat. So you, <laughs> well, well, no, but honestly, no, it's honestly, true because. Seriously, yeah. you had to, your taste buds would go, okay, I'm not sure I like it, but then this is food and that's how it is. Right. And yeah. I mean, because there's certain things that you get in certain countries that are always going to be part of their food. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like it, either you have to leave the country or eat and it. And every country has some kind of sausage. Every country has right. some kind of what we call mm -hmm. wiggy, wine, beer, whatever, whatever floats your some boat kind of or lifts your and... tail feathers, you know. So yeah. it, it's true. You got to yeah. find it and, and try it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Peggy, it is time to play the sausage game. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Cool. So it's like Jeopardy. Would you like a book? Would you like music or a movie? I'm going to choose a movie. Okay. okay. So you take the movie title and change one word out to represent the almighty word 
Sausage. Sausage. Are you ready for this yes. movie? It's one of my favorites. Okay. Cool. It's the the big sausage. <laughs> Is this the Lebowski? <laughs> no, it's the big chill. Yes. Oh, the big chill. Are you big... kidding me? You can't chill your sausage. Listen, that's no, not happening can, because if you chill your sausage, you'll be like George Costanza in Seinfeld going and complaining yeah. about shrinkage. But anyway, <laughs> The Big Chill happens to be one of my top 10 that's favorite a, movies one of, of the all best time. Movies and ever. I even have the soundtrack on CD in the car. Yeah. On, I love it. I love it. I mean, it's one of my favorites, too. When people Kevin come to visit Klein, us, that's William Hurt. Yep. Mm. Allie yep. Oh, come mm. on. Everyone's in there. Glenn Close. No, yeah. it is. Yep. You know what? And when you talk about Thanksgiving and Christmas, like that's a movie that people should watch yeah. now of generations coming together and don't wait for a funeral to get together. Right. So yeah. it reminds us of that. Yep. So I yep. love and that. When the that's big awesome. sausage, when people come down to the vineyard and stay at our house, <laughs> uh, I always feel like it's the big chill because everyone is pitching in and, mm. and cooking together and uh, doing what needs to be done. It's, it's a lot of fun. That's so. cool. Well, Peggy, you are the last interview we've done for this show other than our live broadcast. And I have to tell you, no one has you come up win. with the big sausage. No, so, I, I mean, <laughs> only went where no one else went. It's, so. No, it's totally appropriate. I love it's it. Everyone, Keep up with Peggy and LDV Winery at ldvwinery.com. And, of course, Peggy's on our show every first Wednesday. And if you go to bigblendradio.com, you can listen there. Or go to blendradioandtv.com. Type in Peggy, right? And you'll find her, her interviews, her recipes. And also, the last month in September, we talked about pairing wines with the charcuterie boards. Did I say that right? Peggy Charcuterie. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Okay, I'm learning. Okay. She's teaching us. And that is all about sausage and wine and, and cheese. So, and I have to tell cool, you this great tips that she has on there. I just read this thing this morning about a butterboard. So, oh, I saw that too. Did I you? I saw that too. Okay, yes. there you go. Your next project, the butterboard. Oh, boy. All right. Butter. I oh, because I'm now too. thinking. I like uh, butters. And my oh. mind went, okay, it's going to all be white wines to cut. It's all going to be a buttery Chardonnay. Yeah. No, to cut the, kind of cut the grease a little. The like fat. The, yeah. Who cut but the fat? See? Yeah. That's what, we can do a whole show on that. I oh, love cool. it. Thank you, Peggy. It's been fun. <laughs> Here's to sausage day. Go to Arizona, have some chorizo and have some LDV wine. We're going to Southwest Louisiana on Sausage Day here. We're going to chat with Jeff Benoit, and Jeff owns and runs B&O. Uh, it's a grocery store, but it's, to me, it is the B&O Kitchen and Grocery in Sulphur, Louisiana, which is just outside Lake Charles. It is a destination. If you're crossing the country, you've got to pull over because this is a destination for Boo Dan. Am I mm -hmm. pronouncing all of this right, Jeff? Welcome back. How are you? 
I'm doing good. And, and yes, you are pronouncing it right. Boudin. 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 And did I get your last name right? Because that's another thing, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, yes, yes, Benoit. You, you did Benoit. that right, too. You did, you're doing good. I think okay, you what about the IE? Did I get the IE right? That's well, you, you were close on that one. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, on so, that one. All right, all right. Give, it, give us a good... It's more, give, more of an... A, it's more of a A. Oh, <laughs> hey. oh all right. Now I'm gonna. You know we're on hey. the farm here. I'm gonna start chasing the chickens. Going, hey. <laughs> this yeah, great. More of an A and a long E. <laughs> I love. It. I love it. I love it. So you know, we visited you. You know, I thought it was ten years ago, and I looked it up. It's about seven, eight years ago, and um, we you taught us about Boudin Hogshead cheese. And we made a, an awesome video with you and everyone's on YouTube. It's it, by the time this airs, it'll be on Facebook too, uh, showing how Boudin is made. And Boudin is really like when you think about Boudin in the United States, it is Southwest Louisiana, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Southwest Louisiana uh, from probably the Texas border all the way up through uh, Lafayette and just maybe just a little bit north of i-10 uh that's where you're going to find most of the boudin uh the good boudin this area so uh that that's that's the area that i would describe as where the, oh, boudin is the at. good boudin the good boudin so like that's mm -hmm. an important part there, yeah, and, there's, yeah there's places scattered here and there you know that that make it you know you could even find some in texas you know but uh, uh but we're most of it's known through, through this region here so you know, we have a, a Boudin Trail in uh, southwest Louisiana, and then there's also a trail when you get a little further east into the Lafayette area. So there's, there's two big trails that uh, are pamphlets, and, and there's all kinds of uh, stores like mine and businesses where you can, uh, you know, pick up one of those pamphlets and, and you know, basically take a self-tour and go around and try all the different ones, you know. Mm, cool. So it's so really big in this area. Well, boudin is a sausage, but then I see that you also have boudin balls, but sausage can be made into balls as well as like just normal sausage, right? And so tell us what is in boudin, like the typical boudin, because I know when we were there, you were like, you can do anything you want to boudin, um, but what is in boudin? Rice is a main part, right? That's a big part. Right, right, right. Uh, rice, uh, long, uh, we use long grain rice in ours. Um, the... Uh, and we also use uh, pork in it. We use pork and pork meat and pork liver. And then, then hmm. uh, you know, I could get into to more of it, you know, to you, if you want to learn how to cook it more, you know, you, I guess watch the video. But uh, I'll give you a, a quick brief rundown. Uh, basically, we take, uh, we take the pork meat uh, and then we take pork liver and we will put it in a big stock pot. And then we'll put a little bit of uh, onions, bell pepper, celery, the Cajun Trinity, a little bit of that in there. And then uh, we'll start off with some uh, some pre-seasoning to go in it. And then we'll basically fill the pot up and start kind of boiling that meat down until we, uh, you know, until it gets nice and tender. And we'll get us a good, uh, you know, it'll get a good stock, you know, in, into the uh, pot with that. And then uh, we'll cook our rice separate and uh the way we do it is we we cook uh for every uh 
three parts pork meat we use one pork part liver that varies in everybody's boudin that you know it's just no, nobody's going to have it the same that's just how we do it and then uh and then on the uh on the rice uh like for every 40 pounds of meat we use mm -hmm. we use the roughly 60 cups of rice uh and we we cook that rice separate so uh that that uh yields roughly uh 90 to 100 pounds of boudin is uh is what you normally get Damn. from that Wow. And then once and uh, yes, that's a lot. I'm saying that's a lot. a lot. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, no one's doing this at home unless you've got a big family, but you know, that, that can happen too. But you're, so you're boiling and then you mix it together. Right. Cause you had those big mixers too, when we were there. Right. Uh, well, we do most of it by hand, you know, uh, we, we have a grinder, you know, we grind it through, oh, but uh, most of the mixing part is all mixed by hand. Uh, you know, after after it's cooked, we'll strain the meat out. We'll save the stock. Uh, we'll you know we'll take the the cooked rice. We'll dump it in a big mixing lug. Is what we call it. you know it's like a industrial lug for the food food prep business. And uh, we'll put it in there, and it's uh and we'll chop the rice up, and then we'll add some of the stock uh, back into the rice. Uh, you know, because you, you need that that stock going into it to get it kind of, you know, to where you can mix it and shoot it through your stuffer. Uh, and but, but right before we do that, we'll add more seasoning to the stock. Uh, you know, basically it, it, that consists of salt, black red, garlic, and then then we put. Uh, you know, we have some secret ingredients. We put some other Cajun seasonings in there, and then. Uh, you know, we mix we mix that all up, and then we will grind the meat into that 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 mixture, and then we mix it all by hand. So it basically looks like a big uh, dressing when you're done. You know, inside mm -hmm. that uh, inside that lug, and then uh, and then from there we take it and uh, we'll bring it over to our stuffer. And then the reason we you know we try to hit ninety to hundred pounds is because that's how much our stuffer holds. So at one time, so we, we put it into our stuffer and, uh, and then from there we'll take and shoot that, that product into a natural hog casing and, uh, we'll make like one pound length out, out of that, that mixture. And uh -huh. basically that's, that's boudin. Yeah. And wow. then, so I, cause I remember watching that. It's like this casing is like, so I, so that's hog casing. And I was watching it. It's like, wow, this, this I mean, it, it went fast and it's, it's man, you got to stay on it, it. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty fast. Yeah. And then, it's, you know, so we, we shoot it while it's still hot. So, you know, you got to be quick with it and get it out of there. And, uh, you know, cause you don't want your casing, you know, getting all dried up on your horn and breaking on you and stuff like that. So there's little tricks to the trade and all that, you know, anybody that wants to do it at home, you know that you would do it on a much smaller scale and there's little yeah. horn stuffers that people can use you know that they can do like five or ten pounds at a time and it's you know it's not yeah near as pressing as the stuff that i'm talking about you know i know because so, it was like crazy uh, but, you're talking to us right. and this stuff's shooting through i'm like if it was nancy and i doing that and priscilla <laughs> no. our sock monkey i remember calling you up you're like you're the women with the sock monkey and i'm like yeah we are uh, <laughs> the person they're looking at this going like if it was us it would look worse than i love lucy show with with sausage not with the chocolates or the one with the wine this would be bad but tell us about you got the you said like basically this was was so interesting you said that boudin like you know it, 
across the country, everybody's got their specialty food, but boudin is yours. So if a salesperson's going to go to a business meeting, they take the boudin instead of donuts, right? This is this you you better be that, taking that if you're going to make that sale. That's right. You know, uh, the, uh, especially in this area, you know, people, <laughs> you know, they, that's what they're going to want to see. You know, we take. We have boudin, you know, regular boudin. We smoke it, you know, and uh, so we have a smoke form of it. We, you know, we send out, and then then we make uh, boudin balls with it, you know, which has got an Italian breadcrumb mixture that we put on the outside. We stuff it, stuff those with pepper jack cheese. So the, Ooh, then nice. we make a uh, mm. then we make a Cajun egg roll that's got boudin, bacon, and pepper jack cheese inside Ooh. it, and it's uh, fried it, and all that's fried and and and. Uh, natural hog lord that we produce from our cracklings we make so oh it's a oh it's so good <laughs> don't tell our doctor about this i'm just yeah. saying <laughs> it's like you know don't tell i, I think this i have a few doctors that stop in here and buy stuff so you know i, I wouldn't say uh, doctor recommend it but uh but they do but they do I try, I try to get a sponsor every once in a while i hadn't one had one bite off on it yet but <laughs> they do yeah <laughs> Yeah. Now, okay, so I want to ask this. On your Facebook page and everyone, you go B.O. Kitchen and Grocery on Facebook and you'll find it in Sulphur, Louisiana. You have, you say on there, come by for the best boudin. See, like you were saying earlier, the best. And I know we're going to get emails from this. So you know how it is um, because the boudin wars and boudin trail and Everybody wants to have the best boudin, but I'm just saying, Jeff is good. Um, you've got crackers, yeah. beef jerky, smoked sausage. Because we went, I remember you opening that smoker door and you weren't mm -hmm. kidding. You do smoke your own sausage. That sounds really funny yeah. to say, but it's true. And you do hogshead cheese. You got Nancy and I eating hoghead cheese, which we didn't think we would eat, but we did. Specialty meat, stuffed chickens. So you stuff chickens. And then you have Cajun Slim Jims. So I want to know, is a Cajun Slim Jim part of the sausage repertoire? Is, I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, actually, we use our, our, our sausage seasoning. We make, when we make our Cajun Slim Jims, it's just in a, instead of a, uh, you know, a standard uh, hog casing like we would shoot our Buddha into, it's a, it's a natural sheep casing. It's a very small casing. So that's what we use to make, make those. Uh, so oh. and it's all uh we use all beef so it's all it's all beef in there it's fully cooked you know uh there's no preservatives so you know we basically make a batch we vacuum seal them we until until they sell out and then we then we'll make another fresh batch so you know we don't we don't mass produce them so we don't put all the all that other you know stuff yeah. in them to keep you them know, preserved. They so you know so we oh yeah right yeah that's a good point and because, we make you know, two kinds yeah, we make two kinds of those, so they're they're, they're good sellers. Oh, Nancy, but I would consider little, that in the sausage line. That's in the line of sausage, Slim Jim. So it, he's a little skinnier than the the big boudin, right? So a little smaller. Um, right. But does it dry? Like, because a Slim Jim to me would be almost, well, you know, we used to live in South Africa, so we have bourrevors and then druivors, which is dry sausage, and they would do thin sticks of sausage that were dry like uh what's biltong here nancy it, um beef jerky jerky kind of like jerky yeah. yeah but it was dry sausage nope. jerky no no it's not dry it's uh it, it's got a moisture to it because we uh we make sure we have enough beef fat in, in when you know when we're doing the uh 
when we're, we're blending it, you know, you got to, you got to make sure you have enough fat in there to, that's what gives it the moisture inside of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's, you know, really juicy, but it's not dry, you know, uh, mm-hmm. either. So it's, it's just right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's not that for the Budavors, when they did the Duravors, it wasn't dry, dry. It still had that moisture. And Budavors is almost like Boudin. They don't have rice in it though, but no. it has a lot of fat. And so it's, yeah. It's just not the same as bratwurst. It's not. It's just not. It's just not the same. And boudin to me was the closest. Wouldn't you say, Nancy? To bu- mm-hmm. boudin was close to. Clo- well, but you would, you would the, barbecue it. You know, we. I think we, the seasoning has something to do with that too. Yeah, yeah, because of the pepper. Like, mm-hmm. so, is boudin more French? Or is it just an amalgamation of cultures coming together and saying, this is what we got and this is what we're going to make? I, I would say it was, it was, uh, it's French. Uh, uh, that's, that's something that's been carried down through, through my ancestral line for, for years. So, uh, and, and, and my, my, my lines traced back all the way to France. So I, I believe that it came through, through that line. Uh, mm. You know, as far back as I can, as far back as I know, anyway. So, you know, yeah. and my, my my folks are pretty French. <laughs> and well, well, and then it's South Africa has some French history with the Huguenots yes. that settled there. So, I I can see why there's similarity to some of the foods. And and we feel at home in Louisiana. There, like there's something about your area that's just and and here like Lake Charles Sulphur. Um, it's all part of the Louisiana no man's land, which was for three years, you know, the Louisiana purchase happened. And then for three years, there was no law and order in this region. It goes all the way up to Shreveport, kind of to Shreveport, but Natchitoches, uh, Alexandria, all those areas up part of no man's land. And uh, Lake Charles is definitely part of it. And can you imagine we had privateers, rum runners, we had boudin makers. I mean, you know what was going on back then, you know. So I I just want to tell people, if you go out there, there's also a gas station food trail. Mm -hmm. So if you go to visitnomansland.com, you'll be able to see more about this area, which is where Jeff is. He's part of no man's land, but he's got the boudin shop. So like, you know, he's got his own land going on. So Jeff, um, before you go, we're gonna have to see you soon. We're gonna we're gonna see you when we come through to Louisiana again for sure. Because we can't like seven eight years. That's just not that's, that's just not right. That's not right. And besides, the yeah, sock monkey wants. Visit. Yeah, yeah Priscilla yeah. the sock monkey wants to revisit you. And we want cracklins because you got cracklins. That mm-hmm. you know, mm, cracklins are good. Yeah. When when we're eating cracklins, what are we actually eating? Do I want to know? Ask uh, those things. <laughs> yeah, you want to know. You like bacon? I mean, it's the, yeah, same. It's basically the same thing bacon's made out of. So, it's, But it mm-hmm. has the rind on it. So it's, it's the belly from the pig. It's and the then we, uh, that's diced up. And it's got a little bit of the, the, the back the back part of the uh, skin on the pig with some fat on it. So it's kind of a blend of both sides of it and diced up. And we, we fry it and you know, some of the uh, Spanish or Mexican culture calls it uh, chicaronas or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of similar to that. But, you know, we uh, we, we do them di- a little different, you know, and they're just deep fried. And then we, we put a little bit of salt on them, uh, some of them. And some of them we have a Cajun in season and we put on them. So we have two different kinds of those. But, yeah. But those are very popular. This, uh, this, this, this little business was, was started mainly with that item there. So and then we kind of went 
you know, and we had boudin and sausage, but that was the, the biggest seller here for a long time. Wow. Well, I remember it because good. of the, the Cajun one, the seasoning to me, it was just like, oh, that just hit that happy spot, man. I was like everything that you, you know, it, it just, yeah, that just that right amount of spice and, you know, you just felt all happy when you eat them. So I want, I want some. Oh, there's not, ones, there's but... not like a fresh one. There's not like a fresh one right out of the pot. You know, once uh-huh. you have one like that, it's like you don't ever want another one. So that's, that's the best. <laughs> Man, we had so much fun at your place, and I, I want. I mean, I just, it's. I think you know, I want people to understand Louisiana. I mean, Louisiana is just a state on its own. Like it really is unique and diverse, and. The food, I mean, the people, it just, you guys are so cool. It's we so love, much fun. You it, know, it's it is really, fun. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I, mo- most of the other business owners that are in the same business as us are very, are very welcoming and very, very, you know, they like to like to share the culture. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big part of being, you know, in Louisiana is, you know, is to teach people about our culture and, and what we do and, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely a, an advocate for that. So uh, I love talking to, to different people about what we do and our past and, and how we come to be and, and you know, just love it. And I love love people like y'all that come through and, and, and spread the word, you know. So uh, it's, it's great. Yeah. I've no, had no. People, when, when, y'all come through the, when y'all come through the last time, actually, uh, I've had people come from, from all over, you know, uh, to ch- check in. And, you know, ask me, you know, they call me on the phone wanting to know what, what was that secret ingredient I put in the pot and stuff. So, you know, it's, they're trying to make it at home. So, you know, you know, it's, it's just good. You know, I have to explain to them, you know, everyone's the same. So, you know, just get what you, you know, make it how you like it. And, you know, and that's your boot dance. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, no, it, I think that's a so great cool. deal. Yeah. You know, I think it's awesome because then people in you know different places get to learn about Louisiana and Louisiana culture and food and, and everyone will start to do the A. I'm not, I, you're going to have to do that for me at the end. But now, okay, I do need to touch on this. I know we're going over time, but I don't care. Hog's head okay. cheese. You got us to have is it hog's head or hog head cheese. You got us to eat this. So ex- this is not a sausage though. This is like a, like a, like it's a, more, it's more of like a, Oh, a pork pate is what I would call it. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it, originally, it was made from the head. They would they would basically uh, boil the head down, take the meat off the jowls, and uh, you know pick it off certain parts of the head with the skin, and then they would uh, you know they would cook they would cook it with some seasoning and stuff, and they would pull it off, grind it down, and then it would from the uh, the meat the skin on the head would make. Uh, it would gel when you would grind it down. So uh, it would make like that. Well, we don't do that anymore. Uh, we use basically hocks and pork meat. Uh, the hocks gives it the same gelling effect uh, that, you know, with the skin on the hocks is the, uh, is the head did. So we use that. We use the same seasons we did before. So, so uh, here you're not actually eating the head. I don't know if there's many places that actually use it anymore. Um, okay probably for sanitary reasons but you know mm-hmm. uh but that's that's basically uh what it is and it's uh it tastes a lot like boudin uh in my opinion but without the mm-hmm. rice you know and it's in, in a cold form so you can put it on crackers you know you can uh we, we sell a whole kid cheese sandwich on our menu here so you know it's just something you know hmm. uh 
that we, we provide here. So, you know, we, we have some very, very unique items on our menu. I remember you having you know, your own seasoning too. Specific. Am I wrong? Didn't you, don't you have your own seasonings too? We do. We do. Yeah. Yes. We have our own season and we have two different kinds that we sell to the public. Yeah. And, uh, and then we use it, we use it on our own products here. So mm. I want to come nice. get some of that because I'm telling mm-hmm. you, you got to have the right spice, you know, it, it helps, you know, it's like Nancy and I, wherever we are, if we can get Zatarains, we're getting Zatarains because it's close, you know, it's like, okay, it's as close as we can get to having some of that Louisiana food. Um, and we just, right. we love it. So, all right. So are you ready for the sausage game? <laughs> okay. Okay. So the let's do it. Sausage game is, do you want to play music, movies, or books? Uh, music. All right, so you're going to take a band or a song title and you're going to change one of the words out to sausage. So tell us what the band name or the song title is. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, let's see. Maybe I should have picked something else. <laughs> oh, well, think about the last band. What do you, who do you like? What, what band do you like? Let's, let's go to your music that you like. Uh, okay, well, I like... Uh... I like Holland Oaks. <laughs> Holland Oaks. So you could do Holland yeah. Sausage. Holland Sausage, okay. <laughs> Holland Sausage. Yeah, or you could do so Sausage and Oats. Or you could do Sausage and Oats. It's all good. I like Holland Sausage, though, because it's not like Hall and Oats. It's like Holland. You're Holland Sausage. He's slinging in Holland Sausage at B&O. Kitchen and grocery. Yeah, I relate to that. I've done a lot of that. <laughs> He's slinging yeah. the sausage. That's it. Thank you so much, Jeff. It is so That's good to fun. reconnect with you, and we'll see you next time as we come through Louisiana and uh, go through No Man's Land and Lake Charles. All right. Well, thanks, thanks, Lisa and Nancy. Good talking to y'all. Yeah, you, you have a good day. That's awesome. It's sausage day, it's It's sausage sausage day, day. and we get to go to England and play (laughs) bangers and mash with Glenn Burroughs, owner of Norfolk Tours. You know, he's on our show every fourth Saturday. And if we're going to talk about sausage, of course, we got to find out what's going on with sausage in England. So welcome back, Glenn. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Good. All right. Is it always bangers and mash? Is that when you think sausage, bangers and mash, sausage rolls? What do, what do you think? What what should we know about England and sausage? Yeah, I'm bangers trying to and word mash. this correctly. Bangers, bangers and mash has to be the classical English mm. dish, really. You know, lovely, lovely, creamy mashed potato with three or four lovely old bangers on the top. It's just bangers. what we need. <laughs> Yeah, and the the reason the reason they're called bangers is because they go pop and bang when they're cooking because the skins split and then they they pop. So that's mm-hmm. that's why they're called bangers. It's nothing mm. naughty. It's just how it's the noise they make. So you can't go around and say you've got banging bangers. No, yeah. it's about the noise. All right. It's, okay. Yeah. The noise. And- I didn't know that. Well, our chef Ivan was talking about what he called, you call it the skin, he calls it the casing of the sausage, and he was talking about that. Yeah, I mean, it it used to be, it used to be intestine, you know, it used to be actual intestines. Uh, Now now it's sort of made of some funny sort of plasticky stuff, but it always used to, a sausage used to be a stuffed intestine. 
that's, oh, that's, that's nice. Good. Yeah, I know. Well, you, you know, sausages yeah. are made of rubbish, basically. Yeah. That, that is minced up and mm. stuffed into an intestine. Now, yes. when you have bangers, are they like pork or are they beef or are they specific? Or can you get them like, like here we have turkey sausage yeah. and chicken sausage. I know. No, when we wrap them in no. bacon with apple. <laughs> no, no, no. 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 In, in England, most sausages are going to be pork. You, you do get beef and pork. But generally speaking, a sausage is made of minced pork breadcrumbs, seasoning, and depends on how much fat you put in it as to obviously how much grease mm. comes out of them. But, mm. you know, it's it's basically meat, breadcrumbs, seasoning, mm. and whatever mm. else you've got to put in, you know. Any I'm any sort of sweepings, sweepings off the floor. Oh, <laughs> a little bit of rat tail. I mean, yeah, why yeah. not? Glenn, Glenn, what about sausage rolls? I miss a good sausage roll. I know that sounds I'm serious Hello. because it's got the pastry. It, it's around yeah. the little weenie. But, yeah. So are those like bangers with dough or is it a different kind of sausage in the sausage roll? No, normally, normally speaking, in England, um, at, at Christmas time, especially you can buy sausage meat, which is just basically minced pork. Um, and then you can mix it up to your own recipe and you can use that to stuff different things with. Um, but the other times of the year, you can either buy sausages, um, take the skins off and make them into sausage rolls by wrapping that in pastry. Or you can buy pork sausage mm -hmm. meat and roll that out in tubes and put that in, in pastry. And they make lovely sausage rolls. Ooh. I mean, you can you can adapt by mixing in different seasonings, by finely chopping onions and putting that in it. If you mm. want to put apples in it, you can even put apples in it. Oh, you, you can bacon? get pork and, pork and apple, pork and apple sausages. You have pork and leek sausages. Um, you know, you that put onion. Yeah, there are so mm. many different sorts. But mm. the nice thing about England is that you can get lots of local sausages. So, for instance, um, in Cumberland, which is northern England, uh, up on the Scottish borders, you get a really lovely Cumberland sausage, just a more chunky sausage. And Gloucestershire, they make their own sausages out of Gloucestershire, old spot pigs. Um, they have a lot of sage in that. Uh, Lincolnshire wow. sausages, they normally have a bit of thyme and sage. Uh, Manchester sausage is a bit herby. Um, sometimes they have uh, sort of ginger and nutmeg and oh wow! Um, what about Marylebone, Marylebone sausages? Um, oh. Every butcher has his own sausage recipe. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, Oxford sausages. Um, we've got lemon and pork and marjoram. You like oh. I say, you have a pork and apple sausage. So you. Well, this goes with uh -huh. you talking about always going locally instead of. Yes. You know, go to the butcher and, uh, you know, yes. and, and get their special sausage. <laughs> yes, Lisa, you go, to the, you go to the butcher <laughs> and you you get his own recipe that he he makes himself. And nine out of ten butchers have their own recipes mm -hmm. that have been handed down for generations. Yeah. And they, don't, they don't share them. 
you know, mm. whereas, and this is what I'm always, I'm always on and on about, you know, use a proper bed and breakfast or a proper cafe in the local areas, you know, and you will get local food mm. and you will get a taste of where you are, you know, right, you exactly right. the local. So in fact, I, I took some guests to, to Newmarket and Newmarket is a, a really beautiful little town. It's in the heart of horse racing country. In fact, I'm going there next week with a, a couple of visitors. Um, and there was this lovely big hotel in the middle of Newmarket. Well, Newmarket actually have their own sausages. They're called Newmarket mm. Sausages. Mm-hmm. And we went down for breakfast in the morning and the sausages were disgusting. So I said to the hotel, <laughs> I said to the hotel receptionist, I said, why are you not serving Newmarket sausages? You're in Newmarket. You know, yeah. what part of what part of marketing don't you understand? <laughs> um, so they actually what they did for the next morning when we got up, they had actually gone to the butchers and they'd got me and my guests Newmarket sausages for breakfast. Now, why they hadn't done that in the first place, I don't know. But they were but that- buying, they were buying sausages from the cash and carry. Oh and no. They tasted like I won't mm-hmm. tell you what they tasted like. The, the ones that you're talking about, what's coming off the floor. It's, yeah, it's exactly. the, Well, you know, my dad and my grandfather ran their own butchery and they had these big plastic containers full of different spice mixes. Yeah. And when we were kids, yeah. we, we would come in, we're supposed to knead the pork sausage yeah. With the spices, that was one of our jobs that we did, and we would, exactly. play, you know, we'd play with it and make little figures out of it and stuff because we're kids. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you wash your hands beforehand. Yes, but oh, they were very much on. You must wash your your hands, oh, and you have to yeah, wash yeah. your hands between spices too. Yeah, so, the, so that the spices so, would because there. I remember Christmas sausage was a whole different ball game with the spices yeah. than regular sausage. So Nancy, we can put on your resume, Nancy's first job was kneading sausage. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, yeah. Glenn, Glenn um, you've got to play sausage game, but I do want everyone to know your website. It's norfolk-tours.co.uk. Again, Glenn is here on Big Blend Radio every fourth Saturday. You can read his articles on Blend Radio and tv.com and um especially now glenn was telling us just before we started recording now is the time to visit england because apparently it is way cheap for us americans to get over there right now so we should do it so let's go everybody (laughs) let's go let's go so that would be so much fun i know before you go let's play the sausage game would you like movies books or music um well i think i think it's a book and a film Oh, cool. oh, okay. Well then, okay. So you take the title of the book or the film and it, whichever one they are and replace one word in the title with the wonderful word sausage. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to go for a clockwork sausage. Oh, clockwork, <laughs> clockwork sausage. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Glenn. Thank you so much, Glenn, and enjoy I the like next it. bite of sausage. That's funny. I will indeed. See you later. Okay. <laughs>
sausage day. It's sausage, sausage day. day. We're going to South Africa for sausage day. Actually, we're stopping in England first. We're going to chat with my good and dear friend, Melissa, who um, went to high school with me. And uh, and Nancy, she behaved very well. She was well behaved, right? The two of us? Yes. Sort of. Mostly. Just, just in case <laughs> Mr. Rippin hears, Mr. and Mrs. Rippin here. Um, the parents may hear. But um, in, so in South Africa, and, you know, it's sausage day, and we cannot leave out Burovors from South no, Africa okay. because when you live in South Africa, everybody loves to have a, a lekker braai. A lekker braai, yes. A braai place, which is, which is a barbecue, right? It, now, you live in yeah. England now, Mel, but yeah. you go back and forth to South Africa. So please, a buravors is farm sausage, right? Because buravors is, is farm. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's mincemeat basically in like a skin uh, with special herbs and spices. So mincemeat can be either, um, or I think most, um, most meats would be beef and uh, pork and lamb mm. inside mm. the sausage with some herbs and spices. And normally we would do it on a fire in South Africa, but there's also like a breakfast burrowbore sausage, which you can have for breakfast, which is a thinner version. So um, you've got a thicker version like and a thinner that. version, which you could have. Uh, so it's quite tasty. Some people like the thick version, but the thin one is pretty, I always thought was good. And for burrowbore, it's thin for the morning and the thicker sausage. as the day goes on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. the, the dry sausage is normally thin isn't it or doesn't it? yeah the drawers is 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 the thin one so um that was a very sim similar process um except it goes in the dryer so it gets dehydrated <laughs> not the dryer for your clothing people no not the dryer yeah, for your clothing, the, yeah. the, the yeah, food you, dryer yes some, okay. some people like their sausage moist some want the want it dry <laughs> basically yeah so <laughs> It's but like an nice protein snack. Yeah, that's it. But now the lamb, <laughs> the lamb mm. part is different compared to most of the sausage that we would talk about in the states. Um, yeah. So that's kind of because I, you know, I forgot South Africa. You know, mutton is kind of a that's, that's a, a big... main meal there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think one of most South Africans they would say that their favorite uh, meat is lamb. Mm. Um, and I would say with regards to the sausages, the lamb's a bit fattier, so therefore it gives it a bit of fat inside the sausage and helps with tenderizing it when you cook it on the fire. So mm. even, even on the, the barbecues, sometimes obviously the sausages set alight because of the fat bursting in the lamb, I mean, inside the sausage. Um, but, yeah, no, it definitely tenderizes it, which makes it nice and juicy. I remember mm. that people when we were barbecuing or brying, brying, <laughs> they would be putting, they would throw beer on the Sausage yeah, all the time. yeah, it gives mm -hmm. it gives extra flavor. No, you're right there. It kills <laughs> kills the flames, kills kills the flames from killing the sausage. <laughs> what what is time. your favorite way to have a burrowers? Now, if you're going to have it, are you going to go for the breakfast or do you want the thick burrowers? And what is your side dish with well, it, like a real South African side? If I'm honest, I think my favorite is to to have it at breakfast time with like the English breakfast in a sense. So. Um, you know, either that or so you would have your eggs, bacon, beans, mushrooms, beans. and whatever. See, they don't do that here. Beans is not no a, beans. Maybe Massachusetts does. I don't know, but yeah, beans, but no. baked beans is part of it. Beans is really good. Yeah. Um, and then if so, for example, it was a thick uh horse, then perhaps just a hot dog with a bun with some oh. with some some uh, tomato sauce and um and um, oh, what do you call it? Mustard. Yes. Ketchup, oh, everybody. Ketchup. Tomato sauce is ketchup. 
Yeah. So, yes. See, and then I wanted the train smash. I always wanted train smash. Yeah, that too. Sorry, the relish. Yeah, the relish. We don't have a lot mm. of that over here in, in the UK, but in South Africa, you would have like tomato and onion stew, which is yeah. the relish, as you say, with some garlic and some herbs, a little bit of sugar mm. to take away the sharpness of the tomato. And in South mm. Africa, everybody puts sugar on like even yeah. even the carrots and everything, you know, so um, it's interesting. Okay, so Mel, um, we've got to play the sausage game. No one gets away without playing sausage. <laughs> so... <laughs> Choose okay. movie, music, or book. Uh, movie. Okay, movie. Okay. So think of a movie that you enjoy and tell us what the name is, but you replace one of the words in the title with the almighty word sausage. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've got mail. So you've got sausage. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> That's something that you could do on a first date. That's funny. Like, that's <laughs> funny. My, what a big a sausage you have. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. And you can be sleepless with sausage, you know. I was going to say, sleepless in mm. sausage. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, wow. good job, Mel. Thanks Thank for you. telling us all about, you know, Budavors. I do miss a good, you know, vorse. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we're fortunate that we can get it here in the UK, so I still do order it. Um, in the UK, but you know, every now and again, it's good, good treat. Do they mm. still have Castle Lager in South Africa? They do. You can order at the South African shops here in the UK. So um, that and quite a few oh, other wow. nice things from South Africa, like cream soda and um, I order my biltong, so my my like beef jerky from from the shops here. So we're very fortunate in that way that we've got access to those sort of products because quite a lot of South Africans, obviously, in the UK. Mm -hmm. so yeah awesome so the only part of south africa well obviously the scenery in south africa but the family as well is obviously reasons for going back and um but we've got a lot of what we have in south africa here in the uk so we're quite fortunate that's mm. awesome that's awesome that's yeah nice.